everyone. Welcome to episode 136 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. <laughs> and there goes Andy's headphones before we could even get started. Hey, you know, just like that, uh, trying to find and keep everything in place, we're still finding confetti and party popper remnants under the couch behind the end tables. The new year is still in its infancy, and yet here we are making everyone uncomfortable for a second straight week. Well, as one of my old bosses used to say, get used to it because it ain't going to change. Now, my wife would correct me and say that ain't ain't a word, but clearly, and in collaboration with Dictionary.com, ain't is clearly a word, a contraction of am not, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, we're, we're on a roll. All right, that concludes today's grammar lesson, so please close your books and let's review last week's lesson where we started our My, My, My series, and we decided that God is sovereign, and with him there's no shortage, no scarcity, and when you and I choose to recognize the mistake of thinking, my money, my business, we can then remember that everything is the Lord's and that when we give, we are only returning what he has given to us. Gosh, golly, sometimes that's it's easy to say, but boy, that's hard to... Uh, whew. Rolls off the tongue, but not off the life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Embracing is much more difficult. If you didn't, I know it's uncomfortable, but if you did not catch the message, please do. There was a lot more to it always than what we can possibly get to on the podcast. And it's a message that if you've been thinking about this or the Holy Spirit's been pushing you a little bit, nudging you, thinking that maybe I should be a little more, I don't know, giving, or I should be a little bit more relaxed with my hands as I let go of things, go ahead and check that out, hospitalchurch.org. It'll, and ma it'll make spring well. cleaning easier. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier to let go. So for the second week in a row, it's my, 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 and this week it was my comfort and God's kingdom. Oh man, my, com my comfort. And I resonated with the message synopsis, which kind of helped me in preparation to digest what we were thinking about because it laid out some ground rules about exactly what we are and maybe what we're not talking about. It started with, there's nothing evil about being comfortable. <laughs> All right, put that one up. But, oh man. <laughs> there's a big, big word. <laughs> there's always a but. If my life is all about my comfort, presently or in the future, and I'm not willing to give up some of my material abundance to relieve suffering and expand God's kingdom, we may question ourselves and our true heart commitment to following God's ways. Okay, so comfortable doesn't equal evil, good, but greed should probably be setting off our collective commitment alarms to the level of our sincerity to the gospel if we're living our lives in conjunction with that thought and that process. How do we know when we've crossed the line or we're hanging out in downtown Laodicea somewhere? We're not going to commit too far to this side and we're just going to stay downtown. We're not going to go out to the burbs and we're not going to take the loop around and make sure we get too close to this side or that side. How do we know when we're getting there? Yeah, prob probably at least part of that journey, uh, Randy, is when we are um, overly, probably not the right word, but uh, unduly concerned Ooh. about what we have. Yeah. Uh, that should be a hint to us. I may be putting a little more value there, a little more trust there, a little more security there than hmm. is valid. Okay. So if we, you know, probably if we feel like all of a sudden... My wife says this all the time. We have too much stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what are we getting rid of? I That's mean, right. and in Florida, that, I mean, you know, now take this from growing up in the Midwest where you have a basement. Right. And if it's not finished basement, then you know what that is. That's garage 2.0. It's just on the subterranean <laughs> level. And if you have a walkout, even better, because now we have more easy access to sure. stuff in and out. But if you have more space, you have more stuff. 
And if right. you're in Florida, you're like, well, if I, I most places don't have that, even if they do, it may be a crawl space. Well, yeah, it's, but it's I bought a shed and I have a trailer <laughs> to store stuff in. And we yeah. have places called Noah's Ark yeah, right. that we store things in. It's interesting, though. It, my, my dad used to say that you don't possess things, things possess you. Yeah. And so there, there is a certain freedom in learning to be able to let go and say, because oftentimes we do hold on to things interested in our comfort psychologically, uh, physically, economically. It can be all kind of different angles that we hold on to things, even spiritually, uh, that sure. are about our yeah. comfort. And to be able to get outside of our comfort zone and say, wait a second, my comfort is not what it's really all about. God does bless us in many ways, and we'll probably talk about this in a little bit, but sure. it's not just for our comfort. It's, it's to enable us. I liked it, though, that we talked about it through that lens of our comfort, and I'm sure that was by design, <laughs> because all the things you just mentioned all can have positive connotations right. to them. Sure. But when we realize that, am I just doing that for my comfort because, oh, man, it would be so much more difficult to, like you said, get off the couch and not be a couch <laughs> potato or go out and let's yeah. go jog two All miles. of our New Year's resolutions <laughs> you know, are wrapped in this. <laughs> we're, watching, we're watching the Disney Marathon on Sunday morning at our home. Yes, that day before. Was that yesterday? Oh my lands, that was yesterday. Yeah. And I told her, my wife, I said, "We hey, next year we ought to run this." And then we looked at each other and said, "Nah." nah. <laughs> it sounded really cool for a minute. Yeah, for about a, half a second. When you see people coming across the line with the hardware, causes too much discomfort. For, yeah. <laughs> but I think when we look at it through the comfort lens, maybe that's another way to realize that. You know, what have I been challenged about lately? What have I done outside my norm, outside my routine? And maybe even with who we interact with, because sometimes I think right. we, we put ourselves in that bubble and it's only the people we know. It's only the people that we see. Well, social media now, you know, even does algorithms and stuff to put us with people that agree with us and see it the way we see it. <laughs> and so it really is important. I think even more important today, maybe than ever before, because of social media, for us to intentionalize cross-pollinating with different thinking outside yeah. of our comfort zone uh, to make us to make us look at something from a different angle. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, that's dangerous. Not only is it uncomfortable and out of our comfort zone, <laughs> that could just be downright ooh, brutal. But Andy, you said that God does bless us. God enriches. God forgives. God invites us into the kingdom. God reconciles us to himself. God makes us part of his family. He adopts us as his own, and we belong. But don't live in the illusion that this is for our comfort. And I don't know how we always end up coming back to this, but it always comes back to our old friend balance. The thing that we chase so often in life and definitely in our walk with God, the balance between works and faith, mm. faith all these things. How do we go about denying self in the right ways with cheerful generosity, concealed good deeds, all the while avoiding making ourselves miserable to the point of, as you stated, self-flagellation to some masochistic state. <laughs> How do we find that balance where if you're not catching the cues that maybe, ugh, you know, maybe I'm too much in my comfort, but then we're just going to be like, well, the heck with this. We went from eating pork to we're going vegan. Right. You know, that, that kind of a strong all the way or nothing. Sure. I, I think it's really important to think about looking at our lives and saying, how am I investing my life? Hmm. What, what am I doing with my life? And no matter how good life is, there's going to be some moments of discomfort sure. uh, in that journey. And so to not be constantly trying to avoid those, you, know, you don't have to be like looking to be discomforted, but you do have to think about, am I just trying to take care of me 
Or yeah. are, there, are there others beyond me that I ought to be watching out for? Because Scripture is really clear that we should not look after our own interests, but also the interests of others. Yeah. Okay. So we've established that denying ourselves of comfort as God leads in yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say this. I, I think a lot of times when we talk about denying ourselves, yes. we have in our heads dieting. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I could, so now I can't have any of this food or I can't have any of that food and I, I can't eat during this time. And, I, and so we think, we think of that bodily self-denial as yep. being the self-denial thing. And I'd like for us from this message this last week to think about that in a broader sense. I'm going to deny myself my comfort. I'm going to be willing to give up my agenda. I'm going to say, you know, yeah, I had that plan, but, but, but now I know there's this need, so I'm going to let that go. Or I've saved money for this special trip I want to go on, but then I see this special need that comes along. So I say, well, I'll take a lesser trip and be able to help these people and be able to do something different than was what I'd really planned. To think about that kind of self-denial and just bigger things than I won't have chocolate today, I mean, kind of thing. Excellent. In my notes, I actually typed the words clickbait because I was hoping that if I used it in that sentence that way, that Andy would, would jump in and say, no, 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 no. Because I knew that's not what he was saying. But I was hoping that the most organic answer I could get from Andy would be the fact that he would need to correct me. So it worked out absolutely perfect. Uh, you're playing me now. Oh, man. Well, you know, you got to come up with new ways to make it fun. Personally speaking, then, how does Andy find that balance that you just talked about of it's one thing to say, eh, don't sweat the little things, but overall picture, let's ask God to be in our midst to bring us opportunities, whatever. How does Andy do that? I think I'm very fortunate. The way God wired me, I really do feel, I find myself very fortunate that I don't have to battle that a lot about giving up my agendas or the stupid illustration is, you know, you cut the pie up and and you keep the bigger piece for yourself or do you give the bigger piece away? That's just sort of easy for me. Yeah. I think the bigger struggle is to, for me to ask is, are the choices I'm making really valuable for somebody else's comfort? Mm. Or am I even becoming discomforted for myself so that I can feel good about having tried to bring comfort to somebody else? And maybe it's not even <laughs> comfort to them. That's weird. But I think it's legitimate to to wonder some of these things, but also to put them in context to say, is what I'm doing, what I'm saying, the way I'm living my life, if it's not having an impact on others, I probably need to look at that. But then also, if I'm just discomforting myself because somehow I feel like that's making a difference, like you said, it may not be affecting them at all. The The real thing that I just took from what you said is, let's make sure that their comfort is being enhanced, whether or not ours is being affected or not. Right. If we're doing that, then in every situation, we're going to come out with the right thinking, the right thought process, and feel good about what we've done. There's something about asking yourself hard questions. Um, oh, geez, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's something about asking hard questions that hurts. <laughs> but but it's, questions are great learning tools because no one's attacking you. Yeah. No one's saying you're doing anything wrong. But we just ask a, a hard question uh, to ourselves. You know, it, if I look at my checkbook last year, who uses the checkbook? If I <laughs> if I look at the at the record of my spending, spending. how's that uh, from last year? How does it reflect my testimony as, as being a follower of Jesus? Is there a correspondence there? Yeah. That makes me have to sit and think, okay, you may think you're denying yourself. You may think you're being discomforted to expand the kingdom. But really, yeah, if you look at the way you spent your money... Does it reflect that? Does it reflect that? Yeah. Um, and my time is the same way. You know, okay, 
sure, I volunteered to do this kind of thing and invested with this, served on this board or helped with this project or went to this mission. But as I look at my whole life, am I really living a, a self-letting go yeah. lifestyle? I've heard a lot when you start talking about money and how we impact people and the negativity that surrounds social media and how much time we spend and how people act on it and the you know, keyboard <laughs> warriors behind the screen that don't have to answer to people. Nobody ever attacks us. So. No, no, goodness. Yeah, we won't even go there. We don't have time this week. But social media can be used in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you see someone that's a friend or just someone you've met who you've decided to friend on whatever social media, it doesn't have to be Facebook, but as you see that they're going through things, there's real opportunities to impact people. You can do it silently. Right. One time we dropped off a package for someone who was in need and we knew that they were at a party because they were posting Perfect. pictures. You go around to their house, you go into the back, you you know, leave a note on the door anonymously and you can leave. So now they'll know. Yeah. <laughs> now, no, I don't think she listens. But anyway, the whole thing is, is you can find ways I think if you're looking for ways, mm-hmm. I, the thing that I found for myself and in my family is we ask God specifically to put people in our paths. Right. Divine appointments. So, yeah. you know, there's someone that needs something and I don't know where I'm going today, but too many times after you've prayed that prayer, you've gone a different way. Something has changed in your plans inexplicably and you will find yourself and you don't think about it in the moment. Oh. You're, you're driving, you're doing whatever you do. And all of a sudden you find yourself and the way your day unfolded and you were able to help someone and you're like... Well, that wasn't in my plans at all. And then no. you have to you have to be confident that that was God answering that prayer and sure. allowing you to, to help somebody. If we pack our lives so full, <laughs> yeah. um, they've done lots of great experiments where if people are in a hurry, they won't help. Whereas if they're <laughs> if they're on a yeah. more sane schedule, they will help. Yeah. Uh, just, just and there's and then there's also the negativity bias we all have. I mean, uh, great TED talk. I can't remember who gave it talking about how there's there's this tendency to want to stay in the negative. I mean, if, you, if you see the glass yeah. as half full. Oh, I just saw that posted somewhere recently. We just we I just showed it to our staff last week and oh, yeah. it's just so powerful to be able to have you have to really fight for the positive outlook. And so part of it is surrendering our negativity because some people are really comfortable being negative. Oh, um, they live in so it. So leave, leave that, dis, leave that get, get discomforted by seeing the positive side of things. Well, you just answered my last question <laughs> because, you know, really, this is a radical change for a lot of people mm-hmm. to think about, oof, how can I slow down? How can I be less negative, more positive? How can I start thinking in the realm of what could make someone else is life more comfortable, right. whether it impacts me or not. And guess what? And a lot of times it's going to make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Ooh, how do I pray for that to be part of my life? But I think what you just said, all those things, you know, slowing down, making sure you have some time and, and being intentional and asking yourself the hard questions, praying to God for the hard prayer. And a lot of times what you gave up oh. really was, I mean, on the grand scale of things, was it even an inconvenience? Well, and it was really? And it really wasn't even yours to give up. <laughs> but but we will, right. we will, we'll deal with that other weeks, I guess. But <laughs> we'll do, yeah. it's, it's really important to recognize that God has given you life and blessings and health and interest and intelligence and everything we've got. He's given yeah. to us. And again, wonderful blessings, but not just for us to absorb them like some kind of leech-sucking life out of something. It's, it's given yeah. to us that, and to enable us to give to others. We're just channels. And it's, it's one of those things that I still, I guess it's part of the human psyche, we'll probably never understand completely <laughs> while here, but 
when you're engaged that way with people and you're living your life that way, and a lot of times it just comes in short bursts and then you get busy and you go, man, right. I haven't done anything. And then we need to do this again, or we need to do that activity again. And afterwards you're on a, you're on a spiritual, you're on a, just a regular emotional high, even people that aren't believe, even people that don't believe in God. Sure. When they do something like that and they help someone, it feels really good. Why don't we go after this more often? That's that's always because we want to be comfortable. Oh, doggone <laughs> it! I hate. I'm starting to despise comfortable. All right, this week I totally enjoyed the message, and this was probably in the top three of FHC takeaways we've ever had oh, wow. as a, as an entire list. Now, there's always good ones, and we always mention at least one, sometimes two. But this week I chose one, but I really didn't want to. And I'm going to tell you how you can find the rest of them here in a minute. But this week's FHE Takeaway asked, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to love someone into a lifelong friendship with God? Mm-hmm. Now, again, there was so many good ones. Every one of them was like, oh, that, that, that could be good. And what we're <laughs> going to talk about, oh, I could work that one in. I could work, No, I couldn't do it. So I would encourage you to get the list from this past week in the FHC mobile app. And if you go to uh, the Google Play Store, you go to Apple App Store, you will just search for a hospital church and it will come up, download the app. Once you're there, the main tab that comes up, it says FHC and go to this week. Scroll all the way to the bottom and at the last week's Hmm. message, and that's the one we talk about here in the podcast every week, there is a section about halfway down in there and every one of the FHC takeaways are in there every week for you to look at. So if you didn't make it to church or if you want to just remember one or go back, go there and you can discuss them. Because this week, I would encourage you to find each and every one of them because each one of them talked to a, a different portion yeah. of the message and they were just so, so good. But what really stood out to me overall was our personal sacrifice is so important, but it's just far too often completely difficult to nail down almost what it is that we can give. What is it that God can, how is it that God can use me? Because ah, I don't really see that, that I'm all that talented or I don't know, I'm not really comfortable talking to people. And even if it's not in your wheelhouse, so to speak, that you have talents that God can use. And if you pray the, the hard prayer and ask the hard questions, God will open those doors for you to find someone that you can impact. So our final thoughts are from Andy's message. He said, here's what I know. Part of the call of Christ and the transformation of my not being squeezed into the world's mold is for me to learn the joy of sacrifice, of letting go of my life, my comfort, losing it, and thereby finding real life. Mm. That good, warm, fuzzy (laughs) feeling that you love when you help someone, you can do that all the time. So upcoming this week will be part three, and what are we we delving into? My, my, my. My heart follows my treasure. Oh, boy. So if my heart (laughs) follows my treasure, that would ask uh, the question is, where's our treasure, right? Yeah, or or where's our heart? (laughs) Oh, boy. It works both directions, actually. Doggone it. If you have a, you know, if you're an alumni of a school and you just got your heart, you probably send a little money their direction. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. If you got your money invested in a certain stock, you probably watch that ticker. That's true. Um, So. Uh Uh-oh. Are we talking about tithing and and that kind of stuff this (laughs) weekend? I'm talking about (laughs) my treasure follows my heart. (laughs) No, no reveals. No reveals. Well, if it, you know, if you haven't been uncomfortable the first two weeks, maybe we can help you out in week three. All right. That's going to do it for this week. But one quick reminder before I go, don't forget to register for church retreat. It's February 15th through the 17th. That means that we are exactly 31 days wow. from church retreat. Registration's already been open two weeks. I heard we've already got over 200. All over 200 sound up. That are registered. So get your reservations. Your meal tickets have to be done in advance this year. That's something new. So mm-hmm. please go and do that. Even if you're coming for the day and you need meal right. tickets, please go and do Can't that. Can't buy now. them at the camp. Cannot buy them at the camp. And any activities that you want, like Sunday morning, there's horseback riding and all kinds of different stuff. You got to get that done. 
So if you get that all settled at hospitalchurch.org slash retreat, and if you have any issues in that in that uh, whole getting signed up ordeal, email Tammy, T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org, and she can help you yes, out. Yes, not Andy. At not, not, not Andy, no. She is the guru. She is uh, she bails people out of these issues all the time. She is knows everything church retreat. So do join us again, as always, next Wednesday for episode 137. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.